The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. someone you know has a child with autism in their family? Answers and support can be hard to come by. Welcome to Autism Spectrum Radio. We will offer practical information for parents of children of all ages, as well as explore treatment topics and recent research related to autism. Now, here is this week's host. Hey, everybody. We're live at Autism Spectrum Radio. Um, I don't quite sound like myself, but I am your host, Rob Haupt. Um, I'm the Vice President of Business Development here at Autism Spectrum Therapies. Um, we're an agency that provides ABA, OT, speech, um, and just overall support and resources to families who have children with autism across the country. Um, you know, each week... I open up the show talking about some experiences that I've had, um, interacting with parents, um, interacting with different people in the community. And this week was a real challenge for me. I really struggled um, trying to come up with what to talk about. I don't know if it was uh, flu and cold season, and (laughs) clearly I'm struggling with a cold and uh, and just getting my voice back, actually, Um, or if it was just kind of a slower week. Uh, But it was a week where I really felt like it was this calm, relaxed period before a lot was going to get going, which was really different than uh, I think my tone and my mood these last few weeks where I've just been so high energy and, and so excited and ready to go. Uh, this was a week of waiting. And I, I guess that's why I'm really excited about this week's guest who – I think is going to give me that boost of energy and get me more excited and, and motivated and invigorated all over again for a couple of things we've got going. Um, because that's how I feel. I feel like I'm, I'm waiting for a bunch of things to happen. We've got this amazing conference on the way, ABAI's Autism Conference, which you've all heard me talk about for weeks uh, that I'm really excited about. That's always a great time to connect with uh, the professional community. And I really am excited that they're bringing parents into the fold. I'm also really excited that to toot the horn of our New Orleans staff, we're about to open up a a brand new office in New Orleans, uh, a much larger facility where we're going to offer clinic-based services, and that move starts next week. And so I'm going to get to go out there. I will actually probably be recording our show uh, from New Orleans next week, which will be really cool, uh, be ahead (laughs) rather than behind in terms of time zones. and and as I said, my guest this week is someone who who I think always gets me really excited. We, we've only spoken probably a handful of times um, and mostly via phone and email. Um, but she's actually one of the people I feel like I've actually quoted or referenced the most on this show in terms of tidbits or information or just 
a really cool quote that I really took to heart and um, wanted to pass along to all of you. So I want to get into talking to her right away. Um, so my guest this week is someone who I consider a, a friend of AST, a friend of the autism community, just a, a real leader um, named Dana Weber. And Dana is a, a passionate autism advocate as well as a zookeeper's wife who lives in San Diego, California with her two beautiful children, one of whom has regressive autism. Uh, Dana has really become a trusted source of just great information and research for families who are new to the autism diagnosis. Uh, her commitment to helping people access quality information and integrate that knowledge in a way that helps their lives was what inspired her to go to library school where she got her MLIS. Uh, she sees herself as an information bridge between science and parents. And what I've always found just really interesting about Dana and her perspective is this bridge that she likes to play. The idea that she is exposed to research and has all of this information at her fingertips. And she goes out there and reads it and digs through it. And I, I've always been fascinated and um, impressed with just the way she sorts through the information, comes to conclusions, comes up with answers, and then guides people um, through her experiences. So with all of that said, I want to welcome uh, Dana Weber to the show. Dana, thank you so much for being here. Rob, thank you so much for such an amazing introduction, and thank you very much for having me on the show. I really appreciate well, I, it. You're welcome, and I, I felt like I had to tell you, I, I don't think you even realize how much I probably reference little things you've said to me on this show, or even in some of the video blogs I do on our website, because you've said so many things. I mean, just the, the last time we saw each the other, I think I'm... that you so, mentioned, do you, do you happen to have it on hand? Of course I do. I know it off the top of my head. I talk all about you. Uh, the last time we were together, I was so Rob. impressed. Yes. Can you hear me, Dana? Uh-oh, do we have some technical Hello? difficulties? Dana, are you with me? Yes, I am. Ah, uh, there you are. There you know, like go. I told Sorry you before the that. show. <laughs> no worries, was... no worries. We, we're all used to being flexible and dealing with things on the fly. Um, yes. You know, the, the, what, I always, what I've been talking a lot about, and I feel like I, I talked about it on the blog and a little bit on the show as well, you were talking about um, behavior sciences, and I was I relate to people that story you told us when we were all together last about ABA is a science and yes. your the actually do I have it in front of me yes I do and you were talking about how you know it wasn't something that was just natural and it wasn't something that was ingrained um, and the quote that you said about having to accept that you know ABA is something that needed to be taught to you. Um, and something that you needed someone to come in and teach you, similar to someone needs to teach you chemistry or biology or physics. Um, you said to us, if behavior science services can help my child, I must have been, I must have done something wrong. And that was your impression before you started this journey um, and before you got into it and realized that, no, that wasn't the case. So I've actually shared that a few different times because you put it in a way that, I had never heard before. In 12 years, I had never heard a parent put it that way. And it crystallized exactly what I need to do as a BCBA and what I need to do differently, what we need to do to help prepare our families. Um, it was just it was just a, a really uh, awe-inspiring moment for me. 
No, thank you. I, I think it's very important because I, I think that parents are very overwhelmed at first. And because the first information that they're getting maybe not the most quality information, when they just hear behavioral services and parent training, mm-hmm. they think, wow, maybe it is true. Maybe I did do something wrong. If this is just a matter of parent training, then obviously I didn't parent right. And that loss of authority as as a parent that happens when you first get the diagnosis and you first start treatment is is overwhelming because you are taking your child to these appointments and you're reading the reports and they are filled with words that are a description of your child, like tacting and manding, uh, that you don't understand. And for the first time, you're reading a description of your child that you don't understand. And so that coupled with the idea that, well, parent training and behavior intervention without knowing what that is, is unsettling psychologically mm. at first. And I think that it uh, feels like an intrusion. And, and there is so much of the language it's really at first a language barrier. The very mm-hmm. first thing that I recommend to parents is to go through some of the acronyms with them and tell mm-hmm. them, email me anytime. There are so many acronyms that we that now I even throw out so carelessly. And yeah. yet they're absolutely integral to understanding what's happening with your child's services. Well, and I think... It's so funny. We, I, I got into ABA and I didn't realize how much it would take over my life and my philosophies and my beliefs. And I throw these acronyms out like they're nothing. And my, my wife even says it. She's like, I don't know what that is. I didn't go to school for ABA. Please tell me what you're talking about. Right, right. And we, we, we get so in it. That we, I mean, we're, you're, you're not the only parent to say that. We just throw it out without even thinking. We have to explain this and break it down to make sure that we're clear. Yes. Yes, especially one parent just brought me uh, a list of the goals that her ABA provider had typed up for the insurance company. And she mm-hmm. said, what does any of this mean? <laughs> what are, you know, yeah. I want my daughter to be able to play with other kids. Is this going to do it? You know, <laughs> yeah. because it was, it was filled with more technical. And that's where we can get in and say, you're right, it is technical. Just the way going to the doctor and getting a workup would be technical because it's not your fault. There's nothing that you could have done along these lines before it is a medical intervention. And that's what I think has been so exciting in the news recently is that we are really starting to change our minds, just like the change that happened in the 80s with Rimlin and in the 90s um, with, with Corshain, and mm-hmm. now taking a look and saying ABA is changing brains, and we mm-hmm. have some proof. The studies are small, but we have some proof. Yeah. And that's huge. So now we, ha- we have a mechanism to say to parents, 
this is science. This is like going to the doctor. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's more intrusive in some ways because it is coming into your family and you are going to have to change possibly some things. But more, you're going to have to learn and understand and you're going to change as you understand. So don't worry so much about that. But just know that it is intervention. It's not, it is medical. It is treatment. It is not just parenting style. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I mean, and it really, it, it's it really sets the foundation of where we're going, where, where the future is going to bring for us. Um, but before we get into the future, I, I still have, you know, I, I have a million questions for you, and I have a million things I want you to share with us. So uh, before we, I get too carried away, we do have a commercial that we're up against. So let's take a commercial break. And then I want to talk to you a little bit more about some of uh, your experiences and the research that you've done um, to help families. We'll be right back. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. Autism Spectrum Therapies is proud to present Autism Spectrum Radio. At AST, we are committed to supporting families through our extensive resources, highly trained staff, and outstanding programs. Call us today to let us know how we can best support your family at 866-278-1520. To find out more about AST, visit our website at www.autismtherapies.com. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Autism Spectrum Therapies, creating futures for individuals with autism. Visit AutismTherapies.com or call 866-278-1520. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. This is Autism Spectrum Radio. If you have a question or comment for the host or guests, please send an email to moreinfo at autismtherapies.com. That's moreinfo at autismtherapies.com. Now, back to the program. Hey, welcome back to Autism Spectrum Radio, everybody. I'm your host, Rob Haupt. Um, I am joined today by Dana Weber, um, a parent who has really just done an amazing job of kind of opening my eyes to a lot of different things that parents are facing in the community um, and some struggles uh, that they go through, um, as well as advising uh, parents who are new to the diagnosis about uh, options out there and support. Um, and, and that's kind of where I wanted to, uh, to start our, our next dialogue with is kind of going back a little bit and, and going into that parent perspective some more about if you could maybe share with everyone what it was like, what the hardest thing was about getting that diagnosis when, when you learned of Jack having a diagnosis of autism. For me, I actually transitioned into an acceptance of the diagnosis very quickly. And I think I'm a little bit unusual there because by the time I did research that night, I realized very clearly that Jack was on the spectrum and the information I was reading was that there was no time to waste. 
I think that some parents take a little bit longer to, if they get a referral from their preschool or somebody else comes in, if it's not self-driven the way our case was where I was pushing this, um, I think that if somebody else is referring them, it might take them a little bit longer to come to terms with it. But there isn't a parent that I have met that that despises the wait time between getting the diagnosis and getting treatment. Mm. It is everything in the news, everything you read, even if it's simply on a Yahoo website or if it's a New York Times article or in a book, you are learning that early intervention is critical and that there is no time to waste. And the studies coming out are showing if you can get in at two, if you can get in before 30 months, every single day counts. So when you come to terms and say, my child has autism, or at least I have to act as though my child has autism, we need treatment. Each day that goes by that you're not doing something about that kills your heart. And that wait time in dealing with the services and understanding how to maneuver through those services with all of this information coming in. I mean, you're emotionally processing the diagnosis. You're being told all sorts of information. You're also getting mixed information from different providers. So I had a neurologist that looked at him and said, this boy needs lots of discrete trial right away. Then I had a speech-language pathologist that said, if you push him to talk, even with a natural PRT contingency, he will stop talking. At exact opposites. Uh, so you, you, you go to these trusted authorities and the information that they give you and the advice and their slant are often contradictory to each other. So at, you're navigating, you're learning, and you're fighting at the same time for something that you're not even, you don't even fully understand or know about yet. Um, and so what I think is agonizing for parents is that, that wait time, I know some parents, it, it's taken them a year and a half to even just get the diagnosis. Wow. Um, and then the wait lists for services. I'm very fortunate to be in an area that uh, could be fast moving. And I am very fortunate to have been in an area where we had an autism center of excellence in addition to the regional center and other services. So I can only imagine that if the parents around here in the San Diego area are having these issues with the diagnosis, the wait time, and, and the mixed messages about treatment options, that it must be far worse in other areas that aren't as progressive as San Diego. And, and were you finding that it was truly wait time to, I guess, was it that the agencies or the providers were needing time to get the, the staffing together or, or availability, or was it funding? If I can interrupt, Rob, and yeah, that's please what do. I want to say to any ABA provider or uh, BCBA or professional listening, you guys are amazing. You get it. You, you, you absolutely understand 
what it is that you do and the impact that it has. The providers, the turnaround time was unbelievable. The situation in California is that you have to go through the regional center. So you start with a speech and language evaluation that is not intended to diagnose autism, but often can reveal that. Then you have to get a psychological evaluation. So I knew after the speech language evaluation that, that my son had autism and I was going to have to wait a month until the psychological evaluation. I took him to the pediatrician, and then I took him to the Autism Center of Excellence, where, using their research, was able to get him an ADOS and a battery of tests in order to to determine that, yes, he had autism, and then I was able to use that report to Mm. bolster the regional center in moving faster to get services. And then, just as we got that all set and it was determined that he qualified through first services through the regional center, the regional center had decided that parents, before they started ABA, had to attend an orientation. Orientation was only the first or third Monday of each month, and that they had to do a parent training class. And this was new, and this was meant to reflect some of the changes in the regional center policies. So immediately... I went that next morning to the orientation uh, and then was told that I had to sign up with a parent training. I called from the orientation. I put the person on the phone, spoke to my coordinator and said, I'm on the list for parent training. I want ABA tomorrow. And I had already met with the ABA company. It, it, was, it was using every single service simultaneously and being able to weave through every single loop that made me a a superstar at first. Everybody could not believe that four weeks from that evaluation, we started ABA because the average time is three to six months. It's just, I'm hearing you say this story and I feel like I've heard part of this story before. I'm just, it's amazing to me just how much of an advocate a parent needs to be for their child, how pushy, how assertive you must be to keep the, the process moving at the appropriate pace. Yes, it's, it's very true. And that's, I think, part of the stress because yeah. you, there's no area that you don't have to learn about. Whereas an ABA professional has to become an expert in behavior intervention, I, on the other hand, also have to become an adventure, an expert on rights law. I've got to be uh, an advocate in IEP. I've got to be a fighter for the insurance. I had to advocate for SB 946 with the California legislature so we could get insurance coverage. You have to know how to work within the regional center system. And then you have to coordinate all of the treatments. And if you've got different disparate parts of treatments, uh, a speech-language pathologist that doesn't like ABA, that would rather it look more like floor time, and uh, ABA that doesn't like discrete trial, 
that wants it all natural. And you also have uh, uh, OT who's, who's telling you to put on headphones for an auditory experiment. Uh, there are so many parts the ABA laughs at that you feel like you're the center of this. You're the only one that's controlling all of these different parts. And you know that you have to, you can't stop because every second counts. I think that the urgency that's conveyed through the media in terms of early intensive behavioral intervention is, it, it can be overwhelming, hopeful, yes, but overwhelming. Yeah. So how did you, you know, I, I, I want to go back to something you said, you touched on it just now, but you said it before, like when you were going through the assessment process, you had two different professionals give you contradictory information where their recommendations were in conflict. How did you navigate that to figure out what was the best move for you, for Jack and your family? That is an excellent question, Rob. And it is one of the most uh, difficult things to do because even though I was reading all of these papers, I didn't understand them in context. Um, and so the papers might give me some answers or it might give me the terminology, but it, here I am sitting in front of a professional that's been working in the field for years and years and years and very renowned, and I, I trust them or I've worked with them, and yet they're, they're giving me information that sounds just as dire. I mean, to hear, this boy needs DTT, lots of it, and right away. You're, you, you might know at that point what DTT is, that it's discrete trial, but it still takes your breath away. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a, month, a couple of weeks later, to be told as you're going through ABA and you're working on the beginning sounds of words like more and up and down, that if you put a contingency, any contingency, DT being the, the greatest, you know, uh, that he might stop talking forever. Um, and so the, I have never met a more polarized community or subject than autism. I really believe that the only topic that comes close to the differences and opinions and the, some righteousness and just passionate belief is religion because the, the, these sections of autism, the different communities, they believe so wholeheartedly that their way is the best way. And at times, they're in opposition to the other ways. Uh, I had a situation which we had somebody coming to the house that I was private paying because I wasn't even willing to wait. And when she found out that I was going to do an ABA study, she said, I won't let you do that to him. And, I, you know, this is my son. So I ended up having to hide the bin of toys that the study had provided for us, you know, and make excuses because I didn't have the energy to justify myself. So a lot of it's blind. You, that's exactly what happens is you, you go into this, and I made this big chart of, okay, how are we going to address all of these things? And so what does this look like? You have a finite amount of time. Do you include preschool? Very important question. And the research is very interesting here. And I think more parents need to be aware that 
preschool is an important part of a child with autism's experience, depending on the level of autism child has. Then you have ABA therapy. Then you have speech therapy. You've got OT. You've got PT. And then you might even throw something else into the mix, like music therapy, especially if they're enjoying that or something else like that. So, you know, how do you use that time? And everything that you're reading talks about early intervention as being ABA 25 hours or more you know, the the recommendation is really 35 to 40, you know, that's a full-time job. So you're also hearing from some of these professionals as you're asking them the questions to try to elucidate your own decisions and answers, you're hearing that it would be monstrous to put a 25-month-old in 35 hours of ABA. And they're just giving you their opinion. They're not giving you the information that'll allow you to make your own decisions. Um, and so well, I, I'm going to, I'm going to cut you off for one second, Dana, cause I, I we're up against a commercial, but I want to pick up with that point you just said of the information to make your decisions. Cause I'm really curious like where that information came from and some, some, maybe some information for our listeners who are maybe in this stage. So let's take a quick commercial break and let's pick back up with that thought. Learn more. Live better. Voice America Health and Wellness. Autism Spectrum Therapies is proud to present Autism Spectrum Radio. At AST, we are committed to supporting families through our extensive resources, highly trained staff, and outstanding programs. Call us today to let us know how we can best support your family at 866-278-1520. To find out more about AST, visit our website at www.autismtherapies.com. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Autism Spectrum Therapies, creating futures for individuals with autism. Visit autismtherapies.com or call 866-278-1520. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. This is Autism Spectrum Radio. If you have a question or comment for the host or guests, please send an email to moreinfo at autismtherapies.com. That's moreinfo at autismtherapies.com. Now, Back to the program. Hey, everybody. We're back to Autism Spectrum Radio. I'm joined by my guest, Dana Weber. Um, right when we were going to commercial, she was talking to us about just all the different information that, that came at her and that comes at a new parent who's brand new to the diagnosis. Um, and you were about to start talking a little bit about the the things that helped you, um, some of the research you did, some of the some of the information you found that helped you navigate and balance out these conflicts of 40 hours a week versus my child is too, can he handle that much? Um, and I was wondering where some of the things you turned to for that. Absolutely. And I, again, was pretty fortunate to be coming at this from a librarian's perspective. 
So the very first place I went the next day after the diagnosis was the library. And it was a librarian who said, hey, this book just came out when I told her what I was looking for. And uh, it is a book by Nancy Wiseman called The First Year, Autism Spectrum Disorders. A parent expert walks you through everything you need to learn and do. And I cannot recommend this book enough. I have bought and given out so many copies of this because it is incredibly organized. It's also incredibly empowering. It is a very concise, very organized way to think and learn about autism and it even goes into how to keep yourself organized. Right away, she says, get a binder. Here are the sections you might want to create. Here are the things you're going to need to do. And then at the end of this, yes, this is a lot of work, but you are your child's best hope. And I think that that's a really important thing for the information to come through in the beginning. You might be hearing, and you read all the time in the papers, autism is a terrible condition, and, uh, you know, no one is cured, and it's lifelong, and we have all these images in our head of, of what that might mean. But now there is enough research out that we don't really understand what all the outcomes can look like when we have early intervention that young. And that's a very hopeful thing to hold on to. So that book was incredible because it didn't just give me the information I needed to start. It also gave me the information I needed to organize myself. It allowed me an intellectual way to channel some of my emotions um, and it empowered me. And I think that that's really what I try to do when I'm talking to parents about information resources and is empower the parents. They're being told behavior intervention. We talked earlier about how that can make you feel. And if you give them an empowering way to access the information, all of a sudden they're back in charge and, and they have that authority over, over their child again. So at that point, you know, you, you, Every mother I've talked to spends the first three months reading until four in the morning, you know, and what is it that they're reading? I, I, you know, I highly recommend Right from the Start by Harrison Weiss, and that is the book that goes through early intervention, and it talks about all of the acronyms, and it tells you what it is, and it quotes all of the studies as to why it is the most effective treatment, and then they also pull in parent quotes from families about how they're responding to it, and it's not a big book. It's like 80 pages, and it's, it's almost like a pamphlet of, for parents, like, hey, here's the science-backed information about ABA and about early intervention, and it presents the choices to the parents in a way that allows them to understand and make decisions. Wow. I, I just recommend Overcoming Autism by Kegel. I think that that is, I think that going to UC Santa Barbara's website was very, very helpful for me. I got all of the, the pamphlets that they sell for $7 a piece on cooperative yeah. arrangements and on PRT. Um, so 
I was fortunate enough to be in San Diego where Dr. Schreiman worked with the Kegels. So natural, uh, I liked PRT because it seemed like something that had an easier time of generalization Mm -hmm. that made sense to me. And as I learned more, I could talk more with the professionals and hold my own so they could give me better answers, too. There's that that's happening um, as well. You know, there's also a very wonderful 100-day kit that Autism Speaks offers. And I found that helpful also in just laying out sort of the bare bones of what everything means. And, and importantly enough, how to talk to your, your, your parents and your family about this as well. Because oftentimes mm. we've been talking about how parents negotiate and navigate through the professionals and through the, the institutions, but you're also having to negotiate your relationships with your family. Um, and that's, you don't, you don't have a lot of guide for that either. The Is that, I mean, thing for me though, if I can keep on, let me know if you want me to take a break, Rob. <laughs> no, keep keep going. I, I have you, you've, you've given me like two questions I want to ask you already. So let's make it three. And Yahoo to set up an information system for me to get information. So right away, very easy on Google search, you type in the word autism, and you hit save, and you get the links for everything that's talked about autism, and you set up ten ten a day. The, the most popular stories on autism, and they're sent to my inbox every single day. So every single day, Google does a search for me on autism. Autism is one of the keywords that I use. I use several different others. Google Scholar, a little bit more advanced, but mm-hmm. very easy and free to use, will also send you the top research being done. And just think of it like a newspaper. This is, as you're starting to get into it, you, you use the ones that are catching your eye. The things that I'm reading now weren't the things that I was reading two years ago. And lastly, understanding journals and that autism's work and best, best research is not yet in the pediatrician's office. It's actually in the journals, and it's happening at the universities. That's where the best and, and most forthcoming knowledge is, and the only way to access that is by getting the information from those journals. And all of those journals offer an RSS feed that will allow you to get those abstracts. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, Rob, I want to say one other thing here, because what I do sometimes is I go in and I talk to parents, and I've been doing these iPad presentations about apps and all these things that are in the news. But the thing that blows me away every single time is how interested every single parent is in my RSS iGoogle page and not just the math app that I have or the social express app that I have. That they are actually, sometimes we portray parents as not wanting to pay attention to the science. That hasn't been my experience. My experience is that parents don't know how to get it. Mm. Well, I like the resources you gave because uh, I'm pretty familiar with a lot of them, um, if not all of them. And just, you know, knowing UC Santa Barbara is right here, it feels like in my backyard, 
But like you said, their um, pamphlets are $7, and they'll ship them pretty much anywhere. And their website has great information. Um, a lot of the books that you're talking about can be accessed. And it, I, I think there's a lot of value to what you were saying of do the research as you're – everything's concurrent. But if you're doing the research and getting a sense of what's right for you – you can then ask questions of people like me, the clinicians, and say, are you able to do these things that fit our family unit, our, 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 our life, our lifestyle, our goals? Um, because I think it allows for us to make better programs because if I know what you want as a parent, what's important for you and your child, I can build a better program tailored to your needs while still being completely ingrained in the science. Exactly, exactly. And it has the added benefit of, of again, taking back that authority as parent mm -hmm. so that you don't feel that you're sort of at the mercy of the people coming in telling you how to parent your child, mm -hmm. that actually you're owning it. You're owning the experience, and you're making these choices. And there have been times that we've had to make choices, and we've been criticized by the therapists. Um, and, and yet I had the research to back it up. One in particular, and again, you know, BIs and, and different experiences run the gambit. So, but Jack was two and a half, and one of the things that was the most important to me from my research was joint attention. Mm -hmm. And, of course, Schreibman influenced me there, Dr. Schreibman. But I did find several papers that showed best outcomes with kids that were learning joint attention early. And it seemed to fit our family dynamic the most. That's mm -hmm. what I wanted. I wanted him to be a part of our family. And joint attention was very, very important to me. And so it, 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 naturally, as we were walking around, I was showing Jack colors. And one of the BIs heard and said, well, he's only two. You, don't, you shouldn't be teaching him colors. That's not age appropriate. And uh, I said, well, that's funny because there isn't a baby book out there that doesn't have colors. I mean, we're teaching colors to babies with all 10,000 books. But I said, it's not the colors that I care about. He's paying attention to me. And the very first joint attention that I got was when he looked and pointed out blue and looked back at me. And that was the thing is I wasn't using it to teach him colors. I was looking at his motivation, that he was motivated by having knowledge. My son is somebody who likes concrete things. So this was something that he could label and identify, and then he was sharing it back with me. But it was only because I was able to explain it in terms that they understood motivation and joint attention and that I was using it uh, and I was following his lead really uh, that I was not cowed by what they were saying about me. Mm. I want to I talk more about this. We, we've got another commercial up ahead. So let's take this break and then uh, I want to kind of follow up on this, that concept with our last few minutes of the show. So let's take another break and we'll be right back. Helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. 
Autism Spectrum Therapies is proud to present Autism Spectrum Radio. At AST, we are committed to supporting families through our extensive resources, highly trained staff, and outstanding programs. Call us today to let us know how we can best support your family at 866-278-1520. To find out more about AST, visit our website at www.autismtherapies.com. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Autism Spectrum Therapies, creating futures for individuals with autism. Visit AutismTherapies.com or call 866-278-1520. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. This is Autism Spectrum Radio. If you have a question or comment for the host or guests, please send an email to moreinfo at autismtherapies.com. That's moreinfo at autismtherapies.com. Now, back to the program. Hey, everybody. We're back to Autism Spectrum Radio. Uh, final segment with Dana Weber. Um, Dana, you were, you were talking about the, the conversations and this kind of basically the idea of, you know, we may be the clinicians and the ABA experts, but you are ultimately the expert of your son, the um, expert of your family and what's going to be right for you and how the language of learning ABA lingo by doing your research led to better conversations. And I was wondering, were there other, was there more you got from it? I mean, I know you've been very active in, in, um, in the therapy, you've been very active in the parent training that we talked about before. But were there, uh, besides just being able to talk a different lingo and, and almost being able to be, again, a, a greater advocate for your son within the therapy, were there other things you gained from the, learning the lingo or participating in the parent training um, that really impacted your family or Jack? Absolutely. Uh, I had an incredible parent trainer and She was simply one of the finest people I have ever met in the autism field. And um, she was patient, and she knew how to make that bridge that we've been kind of talking about Mm -hmm. between where the parent is and where the family is and, and what needs to happen. And so I became very, very comfortable. In fact, it's a matter of habit now with me. Just learning about how people process, what is a prompt, what is reinforcing, it's actually become part of my regular language, too. I might say, wow, that was really reinforcing. You know, and a friend might say, what? Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know and, and so because I, I see things differently similarly to the way when you take a class or a psych class and all of a sudden it sort of opens your eyes to a new paradigm within relationships um, and dynamics. So I think in general, it actually has made me a better parent. Um, I think at first it's very scary because you're afraid of doing something wrong. But after you become empowered in it, you realize, wow, I'm also working on my relationship with my son, and this feels good. I was able to implement a 24-7 PRT, 
um, to the point in which we had a big bulletin board in the bedroom, and we had a list of all of Jack's targets, pre-verbal skills, uh, wait time as a prompt. I needed to remind myself 80% maintenance because uh, not to push too much. Um, so I realized, especially when resources are such a problem, that it's going to be your reinforcement of those skills and your consistency at home that is going to be so important. And while you might disagree with whether or not something needs shaping or putting on extinction, you can argue that effectively if you can show, well, this is what I've been doing at home and this is what's working and this is what's not working. Mm -hmm. You know, so... I, I think that that's the thing is, it, it, for me, it, it fit into who I was, and it allowed me, even now, my pauses, uh, oftentimes I'll answer gesturally rather than verbally, because I'm trying to still reinforce that. Mm -hmm. um, I'll still give him wait time to look back mm -hmm. at me for joint mm -hmm. attention. Um, and, and these things, I think, are critical. I want to throw something else in here because even though it's called parent training, my absolutely beautiful and intelligent daughter, um, who is seven years old, picked up on what we were doing without us saying a word. She was just picked it up, and we didn't want her to feel responsible. We didn't want her to feel like this was something she had to do. But she absolutely saw what we were doing. And in one funny moment, she actually corrected my husband because of something that he had done. And, mm -hmm. and she said, no, daddy, you got to give him more wait time. You know? And <laughs> it was uh, really it, it, the, the parent training and ABA it impacts the whole family to ignore it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. So if you own it, then you can make sure how it impacts your family. Well, and obviously, I, I think that an obvious question and answer, but I think it's one that I, I think it's great for everyone to hear is, you know, I think about reinforcement and what your reinforcement for all of this was. You know, it, I, I hear you. and I'm like, God, that's a lot of work. Yeah, I'm not even just for a parent, just for anyone. It's a lot of work what you put in. But I'm assuming the reinforcement is Jack and, and what he got out of it. Even more than that. And, and this is maybe a, a little emotional, but... Uh, regressive autism, which is now scientifically documented very, very thoroughly. Um, Sally Rogers up at UC Mind just did a study where they actually looked at kids at risk and they studied them for two and a half years. So they were actually able to document a very expensive study. Uh, regressive autism, when you start to lose social skills and language, that's not just autism symptoms showing up the way a rash does. All of a sudden, to, to, to realize that your child has more and more been fading away is a very motivating terror. And I was not going to let that happen. And I, if I had anything to say about it, I would not let him slip away. And the first year, my motivation was him, was, was that first word, was that 
that joint attention with Blue was that he lost his point. He, he was pointing. And the first time he pointed at the flower, I almost cried. So the the wonderful thing is that you, the things that parents sometimes take for granted, look, mom, look, look at me, that you're not hearing in the early diagnosis. If you do start to hear those, it's, it's a, it's a wonderful thing. In fact, just the other day we had a BI here and I was listening and they were playing a game and he goes, wait a second, it's my turn. We must have worked on my turn for three months. So you've, and just, it came out naturally. Normally it was assertive without being, it was his turn. So it wasn't a turn taking issue, but it was so, when you hear those things that you worked generalized, yeah, it's amazing. The, the work is beyond. I had to te- we had to teach him how to nod, how to look up at the ceiling and look down and look up and down. But now nodding is generalized. Mm-hmm. It just happens. And that's, you know, I, it's created a bond uh, it, between Jack and I so, so much that, that uh, I think is, is a blessing as well and very much worth the work. Uh, and then the only thing is making sure that the sibling, that, that his sister, is a part of that dynamic. Um, because at first she would say, does he love me? He doesn't pay any attention to me. Uh, and, and so uh, addressing those things, just like I was empowered by doing the research and getting involved in ABA, so was she. It gave her a role without making sure that she had responsibility and letting her know that she had every right to her own childhood and her own life. But it also gave her something to do, and it made her feel better, too. So, uh, you know, I think that that's a a very important lesson. Well, and I think... You know, I, I hate to cut you off because I think you and I could go for another hour, but we 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 literally have a minute left, and uh, I hope that you can come back and be on the show again because the sibling piece, the family piece, is something I'd love to talk to you more about. Um, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for continuing to inspire me. Um, I know there's people out there who are inspired from hearing you. Um, anyone out there who um, has thoughts, has feedback, has input, please share it. Um, if you email me at more info at autism therapies, if you go to our Facebook page, um, and post there, it's just autism spectrum therapies. Um, and you either have comments, thoughts, ideas, uh, please share them. Anything for Dana, I'm happy to share and spread to her as well. Um, as I've said to you guys before, I'm really excited about this new year. So if you have any ideas of topics or shows, that you'd like us to address. I'd love the feedback because I want this to be about um, you, my listeners, as much as it is about me. I want to make sure we're giving information that's helpful, just like today's show I know had a lot of helpful information and resources. Um, So I hope all of you have a fabulous new year. Um, I hope all of you got a boost because I know I got a boost from today's show. Uh, I feel like I got my energy back, uh, even with my cold. So... um, I just hope all of you have a great week. I will be back next week to talk more about hopefully some awesome experiences at ABAI Autism because I'm super excited. So have a great week. Take care, and we will talk to you all later. We hope you've had some questions about autism answered this week. 
Autism Spectrum Radio can be heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Please join us for another edition next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.